for beautiful laning. I think it's the longest week they live, no? beautiful job. They try to keep it a little shorter because it was a long davening. But I feel the, the need to say something that we're living mamish in a, in a, in a Hanukkah. It's, we're holding now Zeis Hanukkah, but we're living in a time where it's, Hanukkah's alive. And I feel bad that I don't remember the, the, the person's name, that he's mamish from the, from the Kedoshim. I read a letter this week from one of the soldiers that, that were killed this week. This was a letter that he wrote to his family if he has to show him, that's the way he wrote it, if he doesn't, if he doesn't come home. So basically this was, his, this was his goodbye letter. And it was, it was so powerful. I, I, I should print it up. I'll believe that I'll try to remember next week to give it to your Rebbe. To give it out. It's so powerful to read the the Oiz, the Gvura of another Jew. Young guy, I think he was 22 years old. I think his name was Shimon. And he tell he says that he prepared his family for two possibilities of why they're getting this letter. Possibility number one was that he was that he was killed. And he gave them the instructions how he wanted them to, to sit Shiva. He didn't want it to be a sad, a sad shiva. He said, you should be happy. Happy by your shiva. How could, how, could he tell his, how could he tell his family to be happy? So he said, you should be happy because it's the biggest schos in the world. It's not exactly the words that he used. You should read it yourselves. But his basic point was that it's his biggest schus to die to protect Klau Yisrael. It's his biggest schus. So he's not upset. He's happy. Young guy. That's number one. Then he said something which even blew my mind even more. He said it. The other possibility is that I'm captured. Because one of the possibilities if a soldier goes out to war, he could get captured. And we know what murderous animals do to capture Jews. They're not very nice to them. He said, under no circumstances do I give any permission for anyone to give away terrorists to save me, to bring me home. I give absolutely no rishos. I would rather sit in the dungeon, and these guys know what it means for the rest of my life, then you should free one person to get me out. Here's such a thing. Well, Madrega of a person to write such a thing? It's, it's beyond belief. Where does this come from? So I saw a beautiful life. I'm pretty sure it's a Levalio. And it's important because it's halachalamaisa. We say every morning, we say Shema. And Rabbi Akiva. Famously, when, his, the, when the Romans were torturing him with these iron combs, he said, he was saying Shema. So his Talmudim said, Rebbe, how, how could you do this? And he was smiling, he was happy. Unbelievable. He said, Rebbe, how, what's what, Ad Khan, how this so much? 
And he said the famous words Rabbi Kiva said, my whole life. I say every morning and every night, I'm saying, Even if they take my soul. So this is what I said. When I said, got up every morning, I said, say Krishna. I said the words, Now it's coming to me. Now I get the opportunity and I'm not going to be Mekayim. That's those words Rabbi Kiva says. I'm pretty sure it's the way Leo. What's the lotion? Every day he was mitzvah, and the way Leo explained it was the way a guy in camp once explained to me. I used to play third base when I was in camp. That was my position. And one of the older guys came to me and gave me a gave me a masoira how to play third base. There's a certain Messiah at the for third baseman. He saw I was I was actually pretty good. But this guy was the best third baseman in camp. So he came over to me as like to be Mechanachmi. I see you talk a good third baseman. And I want to give you the Messiah that I got from somebody who taught me how to be a good third baseman. This guy was my like my he was a stickle hero of mine, because he was Mamish, he was the best, he was the best third baseman in camp. So he told me the trick is before every pitch. I want the ball to be hit to me. I want it to be hit to me. I'm not standing there, ooh, don't hit it to me. I'm saying, hit the ball to me. I want you to hit it to me. And the harder, the better. And I think in advance, what am I going to do with the ball if I get it? What am I actually going to do with the ball if I get the ball? Is there a runner on first? Is there a runner on second? If it depends, I'm going to tag third. If there's a runner, is the ball hit to my right? Is the ball hit to my left? I go through... There are only three or four, there's about four possibilities that could be. And before every pitch, I hazard over in my head, what am I going to do if I get the ball? And we've all seen a baseball game where a guy gets the ball, shortstop, gets the ball, he looks at first base, he looks at third base, he looks, and everybody's safe. Because you have to make that play, chick chop. You got to make it, you got you to you react automatically. How does a guy, he's not so smart, these third bases, they're not, they're not the most intelligent. Some of them may be, but some of them may not be so intelligent. How do they react so quickly? The answer is because they're not thinking then. If you pick up the ball, then you start thinking, it's too late. Everybody's going to be safe. These guys are fast. You have to know what you're doing before you get the ball. You have to be prepared. If you're prepared, you react. Says the label Leo. Every time he said Shema, Rabbi Kiva thought to himself, what happens if they torture me? He went through it. It wasn't, I said the Pasuk. He went through in his mind, he lived the Tsar of the Romans every time he said Shema. Now I get the opportunity, I'm not going to take advantage wasn't, oh, I'm going to think about what I'm going to do when I'm in this situation. He knew beforehand already. He had been preparing every morning and every night. Like Rashi says, the Gemara brought down an halacha. Your person is supposed to think when they say Shema, afilu even if they take all my money, I'm willing to give it up to serve HaKadosh Baruch I'm willing to give it up for Klal Yisrael. 
if a person is always prepared, then the situation arises, they'll be ready to go. So I, in my mind, I thought, you have to be, Bikiva, 120 years old, Tzadik Yisrael, a 22-year-old guy, 22-year-old Yeshiva Bachar, could be on such a madrid. But this week I saw a 22-year-old Yeshiva Bachar could be on such a madrid. We should never be tested. But to know that there are people living in our day and age, guys not much older than you, way younger than me, a million miles ahead of me. A million miles ahead. Would I have written such a letter? Would I be on the Madrega to think of such a thing, to write? I can't say I would be. But Ashrenu, that we get to see, we get to live in a day and age where we see Yeshiva Bachram, who have such, such courage, such strength. And the Rabbi Nishalayim should quickly, quickly, quickly destroy every one of these Reitzchim, and we shouldn't have to lose one more tired Yeshiva Bachram need anyone who, who risks his life to save Klal Yisrael is a, is a Kaddish. Remember Shiva when I went with him to Eretz Yisrael? Any, any soldier he saw, he would ask for a bracha. We were in a line, he saw a soldier, he said, could you give me a bracha? Give my kids a bracha. He said, I should give the Rav a bracha? The Rav should give me a bracha. He said, I'll give you a bracha, but you give me a bracha. You're putting your life on the line. Every single person who puts their life on the line from Klal Yisrael is a, is a Kaddish. And they should, we should be Zaycha Bezus Hashem, that this Chanukah should be, this Zayt Chanukah should see the end of all of our enemies from Hayrah.